you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up, everybody? Before you get to your show, it's DJ and Bucky here with Move the Six to tell you what's coming up on the latest episode. A lot of information. We have Ole Mrs. Pro Day. We're going to do our perfect pairs. We move on to the NFC and AFC East, and we also are going to take a look at the Red Stars at the safety position. Around the NFL, guys, taking shots at us, Bucky. I don't like it. Don't listen to their podcast. Listen to ours. You can find it on NFL.com slash podcast, YouTube, or iTunes. The Around the NFL Podcast is a three-time off-season champion. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Colleen Wolf, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys and girl? Hey, Dan. Yo. What Yo. up? Whoa. Welcome back, Colleen. Back-to-back weeks. I know. Weird. Are you going to be all right? You good with this? Mark I love it. They're a little under the weather. Mark battling. We got this. Is why Mark needs to start eating meat. <laughs> Did we I, confirm whether he has vertigo or not? He, I believe, he's at at the doctor's right now to find. I, I think it's more of an ear infection. Something's going on there. I. So, uh, it's good. It's good to have Colleen back here. Hopefully, Mark feels better. It's great to have Colleen back. Um, I'm not feeling great either. I missed like a whole weekend of uh, party time with Colleen Wolf. Yeah. Gonzo, your hub. Wes was involved, and Greg. By the way, let me say something about Greg. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, Greg's family, when they go to Japan, it, it's like Greg's a bachelor all over again. It's great. It's like Greg, you know, he's out this night, he's out that night. It's yeah, like, oh, I'll, there I'll were multiple the hangouts. We I'll, went to the beach. Oh, you're, you're at a local burger joint? Yeah, I'll put the bar tab uh-huh. on my uh, my card. Do I, do I bring, like, what is this, mid-'90s bad dance songs <laughs> wherever I go in a food box or something? I'm just, I'm just saying this is He's, it's inter- it's an interesting look into your soul a little bit that how – and it's good. It's good uh, how you really take advantage of both your two children and your wife are in – Japan. They're in Japan. I'm joining, from. I'm joining them later this week. So I had about eight or nine days. Yeah, as a bachelor. And, uh, you know, as anyone with a family will say, you got to take advantage of that yeah. time. And I, you know, I've, I've been seeing friends that I don't normally get to see going out as much as I can. I'm using I'm using the time. Just like zany antics, too. Like you're like, oh, I'm back home. It's late. Uh Oh, lock myself out. Gonna break into my own home. Well, that was, Whoa, what? Like, I didn't hear this. Literally story. like adventures that Greg's <laughs> having by himself. Well, that had nothing to do with uh, my, well, I guess it did have to it's do just with an my adventure. family because she could have left me in. Yeah, when I was going out Saturday night after I left you guys at the beach, uh, that's where uh, we hung out with Colleen and, and Gonzo and Wes. Uh, you know, I took a cab to to Hollywood and went out, or took an Uber and Woo! realized big I, night on the town. I, I gotta leave the I car locked, home. I locked myself out of uh, my house, and so when I got back late at night, I had to break into my house. <laughs> that seems like a great move. <laughs> Which wasn't, you know, wasn't that wasn't that easy? I had to climb onto a neighbor's sort of fence. <laughs> no, you ju- did not. Jump over. Uh, <laughs> Another thing with wires, and I I thought initially I f- 
my back or something, which shows oh. how old I am. You're not allowed to say the F word, by the way. Fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, he doesn't care. He's <laughs> such a bad boy. I love it. I love this new Greg. That's I've actually had to break into my house before. Oh, yeah. So I, like, I really shouldn't be giving this away because I just said yeah, how good. easy it is to break into my house, apparently. <laughs> uh, here's Greg's address, 1412 <laughs> Santa Monica Drive. Um, so, yeah, Greg... Still here and getting ready to go to Japan. So life's good for Greg Rosenthal. I learned something interesting, too, about Greg. Ooh, I was going to say, like, what what have you learned? I learned that he was one of the founding members of a bocce ball league. <laughs> was it a league? Or like, what well, was it was it? not a league. But, yeah, Wes, Wes brought some bocce ball <laughs> to the beach. <laughs> not a huge hit, but... I uh, yeah, I was a I was a founding member of the inaugural uh, Minichog Regional Bocce Club. I believe still yes! the only high school bocce club in all of Massachusetts. That's, How did that go for you when you uh, you were against Colleen and I? Oh yeah, I mean look, I'm not I'm not really great at cornhole or bocce ball. Well, West, you won. Well, Wes with you, yeah, that's true. Just to bring this actually. up to the line that I said before the show, which is. Wes is like the Michael Jordan of parlor games. Whatever whatever team Wes on generally wins these things. So it. when it was Wes and I, Colleen and, and her husband couldn't even score a point off of us. What's, uh, the, What's the Malcolm Gladwell thing? If you spend 10,000 hours on anything, <laughs> you master it. That's, Wes has spent over 10 million hours in bars. So darts. Do that. <laughs> darts, pool, anything that's not really a sport. How come that doesn't work really for me, That's though. an outrage. That's a good question. Uh Yes, this is the Monday edition of the Around the NFL podcast, sponsored by no one. Uh, nice show today. <laughs> Very nice show today. We've got a lot to get to. Um, some news from around the league, of course, uh, as we do every show. Um, you know, things are slowing down. Uh, we're hitting kind of a slow period of the NFL calendar in terms of news before the draft uh, sneaks up on us, but there's still stuff to talk about. We'll do that. Uh, we will touch base with, um, you know, I am the owner, Colleen, of a, a team. Oh, I know the Graybeards. Oh yes, the Graybeards. So I have a big announcement to make. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tease it now. Big announcement about the Graybeards. Wow. Talk about the 2016 roster, which I have now uh, I've welcomed an entire new team and signed an entire team. Um, and we're gonna talk about the Graybeards. And you must be so excited. I'm very excited. This I is, can't wait. Is this the third annual, the third season for the Graybeards? I, Fourth, it, maybe. It's. I don't know if it's. It's definitely at least two. I don't know. Maybe three. I don't think four. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'm I'm on the edge of my seat to see what this announcement is. No one even knows what it is. So. Yeah, it's it's a type of it's seismic. I'll put it. I'll put wow. it. Wow. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, and then we're you know we haven't checked in with Connor Orr in a while. Uh, he's getting married this weekend, so he's gonna ch- his life changes forever in a few days. So we need to check in how he's doing with that. He's an interesting guy, so you never know kind of where what his headspace is. Let's check in on that. And then we got to check in on some things around around Connor. We always like to know, you know, what's going on with his Madden team. Got to check in on uh, horrible movies. Right, I forgot about that. Series on the uh, podcast. Uh, so a lot to get to today. Uh, but before that, we got to do some news. Uh, what's up, Brandon McGinnis behind the glass, the oh, Irishman? Nothing much, Dan. How you doing? Good, good, good. Uh, would you mind if we? Uh, oh, did you see Batman? By the way, that is correct. Yeah. I did. Was it bad? No, 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 not at all. Okay. I mean, you can rip apart. So you talked yourself into it. Yeah, so everyone else. I didn't even have to. You know, I was listening to everyone, and it's like, you know, if you don't like it, that's your fault. I loved it. I could. I'm happy. I'm happy. (laughs) Thank you. you That was mostly TD who, like, just, man, even when we were downstairs talking about it, how he was talking about the movie, and it's just like, man, just sit back and enjoy it. He's trying to break it down, dissect it. 
You know, I already had to deal with all the Star Wars stuff in December, and now all the same people are talking about Batman versus Superman. It's like, just give me a break, guys. It's back. Just give me a Can't break. Can't get away from it. Uh, I'm happy you liked it, Brandon. Let's do some news. And so it's, it's the audience's voice is loudest, and after this weekend, the audience will at least partly have spoken. Anybody got a guess on that one? That's like the director of Batman talking about oh. the bad reviews. Ooh, I'm it? just close. guessing. That's close. I'm just guessing. Is that Zack Snyder? No. It's uh, Superman himself, Henry Cavill. Oh, boy. That's how. What's your thoughts on that as the drop? I zoned out as soon as he started talking <laughs> yeah. about little kids superheroes. Yeah. Good. Go I want it. another 19 year old, bro. <laughs> I want to know that. I'm on top of things. So the. <laughs> was good. That was good. So Arian Foster. Um, Arian Foster. Is a free agent, of course. He's coming back from a torn Achilles, and um, the Miami Dolphins are a team that have tried over and over again this offseason to get a, a running back uh, to stick with their team. They try to get Lamar Miller, or they try to hold on to him, couldn't do it. C.J. Anderson, they signed him to an offer sheet, correct? Yes. Went back to the Broncos. Was there a third guy that they tried? Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson, they offered twice as much as the Cardinals. And supposedly they were in on Alfred Morris as yep. well. Yeah, Won't Johnson somebody please take our money? Right. So now Arian Foster now is connected to the Dolphins. Rap Sheet reported Monday that the former Texans running back is scheduled to meet with the team on Tuesday. Um, he was cut. Foster was cut by the Texans earlier this month. Um, Rappaport reported that Foster could, quote, pass a physical now, but the Dolphins are unlikely to sign him until he can go uh, full speed. And by the way, guys, you know, we don't like to always do this, but this is something that uh, was predicted on this very podcast. How obvious is it going to be when in about a month or two the Dolphins make a way too big <laughs> offer for Arian Foster? I mean, that's what that's what a Stefan and Fergie are doing in that front office. A, that actually hasn't happened yet, the offer, the way too big offer. B, is there any chance you bring that clip up if anyone else in the room had made that prediction? No, no, no. Dan tossed it to soundbite of Dan. <laughs> I would have remembered it if you guys did it. but I, I think this is an excellent call, Dan. I Thanks, mean, you Wes. still have a month for that offer to come in. It's coming is what I'm saying. It was very, and it will be more than any other team would be offering. It's, it was obvious that this that name brand, that shiny thing, that their front office would be interested in it. It's just a matter can he still play? I guess they're making at least the right move, Greg, to wait and to see how he looks when he's quote-unquote 100%. It makes sense. I mean, I think he's worth a shot as long as the money's low. We, clearly, they don't think that they're set at running back. They have Jay Ajayi, who I, I started watching for a, a piece. We're going to redraft the mm. 2015 draft. I'm going to look at the running back. Nice I like piece. Jay Ajayi a lot, but maybe he doesn't quite fit the uh, scheme that Adam Gase is going to do. He's more of a one-cut kind of big guy. He would fit well in Denver, and he's had injury problems. So I think they're going to draft someone – they're either going to draft someone high or they're going to sign Foster. Yeah, Fo Foster's great when he's good and when he's healthy, I mean, but he just seems like he's always hurt, and he's going to be 30, right? So, I mean, they, I don't know if I'm sold on them just having Jay Ajayi there. They need somebody else. No, and they have no depth. They literally have no one else practically yeah. on the roster, so they need a couple, a couple players. Can anyone name a running back who has made a successful return from Achilles tendon surgery? Uh, Deuce McAllister was moderately successful for a little bit, wasn't he? No. no. He, like, kind of came back and he came was Came back and was, like, a and, goal line back? But he was the one carrying the bat and stuff like that. Yeah. He's getting everyone excited. <laughs> Andre Good Brown came guy. back and just kept getting injured. Now, Achilles surgery has come light years in the last five, six years, but skill position players, a running back who's got a cut like that, I don't know if he mm. can do it. 
we'll see how it plays out. Plenty of time. It sounds like this isn't something that's imminent. And I would assume other teams will get interested if he's uh, healthy. In other news, Rap Sheet reported Monday that the Saints have agreed to a one-year deal with Nick Fairley. Uh, New Orleans announced the deal uh, later that day. Um, the Patriots had interest in adding Fairley after they lost Akeem uh, Hicks. But uh, ultimately, Fairley ends up with the Saints. Anybody a little nervous about Nick Fairley playing in New Orleans? A lot of good food down there. He Is has that what had you were going after? I'm just saying he's had issues both <laughs> conditioning-wise and, you know, sometimes it just seems like he gets, loses focus. New Orleans is a place where you can lose yourself a little bit. I think that's a thing. I think for a player that is going to be prone – I don't know if Nick Fairley is this player or not, but for players that are prone to possibly – eating too much, drinking too much. New Orleans is one of those cities. Miami would be similar, but in a different way, more for the nightlife, uh, where I think it can have a harmful effect on an NFL player. It certainly does for pe- people that go down to college there. Half the people don't make it back for sophomore year, and these are like, you know, golly gee kids paying a lot of, like, private school money, and then they... Golly gee kids. Just like, um. I've just seen a lot of kids who had never had a dr- drop of alcohol in their life show up for freshman year, and they're gone, you know six months later because they've been wasted. Would you say New Orleans is the best culinary city in the country? Per capita, there's no doubt. I mean, for for the amount of people. I'll get Greg that, going on New Orleans. I don't I think know. I can well, go there. Well, it's right not now. even close, though. Per capita. Now, New York is right. You know, New York, obviously, for the breadth. Uh, San Francisco and L.A. are both great. But per I don't cap, think I know, trust myself to go to In New a condensed Orleans. area with that little amount of people. In what sense, Colleen? I don't, I don't know if I'd be able to handle all of the delicious food there. I don't know uh, if I would come back. What I'd, about the, your tongue, the other picture? Yeah. No. The other avenues it's of just food. indulgence. Okay, so just the food. Just food for okay. me. Well, that's good. But Nick Farrelly, he could play when he's uh, motivated and sure. in shape and stuff. So for a team that – uh, every year is a terrible defense. Adding a a guy, a uh, uh, you know, bef- under the age of thirty with some talent, not 50, a bad signing, right? Fifty Shades of Terrible D. Well, they need defensive <laughs> tackles. He's probably going to start for them. I like the signing. I think they needed to take some chances. People have been talking up their off season. James Laurinaitis to me was who's a curious, talking it up. I've, I've saw a couple. Well, Ian for our NFL. I think I gave them a D on our grades. They Oof. also matched uh, old Josh Hill. Uh, our former making the leap. The so they can yeah. throw it to him 10 times again this year. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Laurinaitis, but that, that's a good signing, Nick Fairley. Uh, here's another signing that could be good, depending if you could talk yourself into the player. The Packers uh, are going to sign tight end Jared Cook, formerly of the Rams, a one-year $3.6 million deal per rap sheet. Uh, that's um, – I guess the deal is not official yet, uh, but that's the deal. It's going to happen eventually, giving Aaron Rodgers a pass-catching tight end. He seems to have been lacking since uh, Michael Finley suffered his career-ending neck injury. Cook comes to Green Bay after three years in St. Louis. He's 28 years old, had um, 1,786 yards and eight touchdowns in those three years. Uh, However, Greg, you um, spoke often or numerous times, at least repeatedly, or multiple times, at least twice. Is what I'm <laughs> oh, to say. oh my god! Happening. You said it at least twice that Jared Cook was holding that, that be offense. That's a sound drop. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> holding that offense hostage at times. You did not like what he was doing in St. Louis last year. No, a few tight ends did more to hurt their team than Jared Cook. Always a penalty or a mental error or a drop. He would kill the Rams, and they just refused to take him out of lineup. <laughs> 
What is West Hill? <laughs> the idea <laughs> that a tight end is holding the Rams offense hostage. Give me a break. He hurt them as much as They don't can. have a quarterback. He hurt them He's as much going as he from can. Case Keenum and Nick Foles to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Wait, so Chris Wessler, are you saying that Jared Cook could be a pro bowler in Green Bay? I'm saying he chose the Packers over the Bears, Falcons, and Panthers. He had interest. This is not an insignificant, insignificant contract, $3 million for a year. That's fairly pricey. I mean, that's a good deal. I think this offense needed speed. They were the slowest wide receiver tight end core in the NFL by next-gen stats, mm-hmm. according to next-gen stats last year. And you could see it on the film. Nobody could get open. And now you, you had Nelson and Cook. And a skinnier Eddie Lacy. Let's, well, let's talk about that. If you have uh, Jared Cook, who can move and make some plays, Jordy Nelson back, let's assume he's 100% after ACL surgery, Eddie Lacy, the P- P90X guy, it looks like a photo that uh, started floating around last week. Looks like he's slimmed down considerably. Put all those things together. Could this offense be great again? Because it certainly wasn't last year. I think it. Ha- yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at what they've been able to do in the past. Just take last year out of it. It was just last year. I mean, that offense can really work. And Aaron Rodgers, the things that we saw from him last year, I think was a trickle down effect because the stuff that we saw of him kind of skittish in the pocket. I think that he just got burned so many times by his receivers dropping things and guys just not making plays and not being in the right place at the right time. And I think that when all the guys are back, it will change everything. And by the way, wait, just wait until August when the stories start coming out about how banged up Randall Cobb was. Right. He was never close to the same guy. So if he's healthy, you know, we were talking before Nelson got hurt West last summer. I remember with some buzz about could this be a historic offense, perhaps after one down year. They'll be back to that level. Well, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Jordy Nelson, we were ranking him as a top five NFL receiver and and got a lot of brushback on that from people who said he was just a product of Aaron Rodgers. I think we saw that he wasn't just a product. Then Randall Cobb gets hurt. Devontae Adams gets hurt. Well, he might not not even make the team at this point, Devontae. Oh, he's making the team. I I think Jared Cook's a good move because great quarterbacks make – mid-level players better so he I think there'll be a game or two where Packers fans are cursing Jared Cook's name because he does something I agree with that stupid but this is not an insignificant move he's had 70 or more targets in the last four years I mean and the Rams paid way overpaid him right the Packers are getting him on a pretty decent deal well they had convinced themselves they had to get a tight end so you always like a free agent move like this where now they're not going into the draft feeling like we have to draft a tight end in the first or second round. We have Cook there. If the right one falls to them, then they'll probably take one anyways. Uh, in other news, Rex Ryan, this is a little leftover action from the coach's breakfast last week, a post by Connor Orr this morning, which was just tearing it up on the metrics, as Greg uh, <laughs> let us know this really? morning. Rex Ryan was asked about the um, Ryan Fitzpatrick situation with the Jets. Fitzpatrick, of course, still – a free agent uh, not attached to the Jets. He's looking for, uh, from what we're hearing, roughly double than what the Jets are offering right now. But Ryan said he really hopes that um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is out of uh, out of New York. But do you believe him? Here's the line, or here's the quote. I hope he goes somewhere else. I do. He's tougher than hell. What's lost in it is he might have played poorly against us. He might have had a bad day referring to week 17, but I think they won five straight with him and he was lighting it up. Probably the most yards in history of that franchise. We'll see. Like I said, I hope they lose him. And then T- Connor did a nice job in his post. Cause then he went through all the Rex Fitzpatrick games going back to his <laughs> time in Buffalo um, or Fitzpatrick's time in Buffalo. And for many of those games, uh, the Amish rifle uh, was dreadful 
And it actually lowered my P scale uh, from seven and a half about losing Fitzmagic to seven because it served as another reminder that <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, come on, great year last year, but he's not that good. So Rex Ryan's playing games. All I can think about when I hear about that is Rex Ryan after that. I think we were talking about at the beach too, the win that the Bills had over See, the Jets, the color up, rush yeah. game. Oh, the color rush game. And that's what that's what happened that game because Fitzpatrick, right. he melted down, and then afterwards it was Rex just talking about he was glowing, he was beaming, he was so excited, he was talking about being dumped by a hot girl, and right. then that's – making weird metaphors and things. Well, that was a very <laughs> tough moment for me, so I will never forget it. Um, you know, the color rush game in general. Right. As a man, you know, as, a Ooh, col- as one of rough. the colorblind people out there. Afflicted. For instance, when that he, when Fitzpatrick threw that interception at the end of the game, was it an interception or was it a good completion to keep the game going? I couldn't really tell. <laughs> that was tough for right you. Right away. By the way, here are the seven games. Uh, Rex, Rex Fitzpatrick, <laughs> 10 of 25, 9 of 23, 12 of 27, 15 of 31, 26 of 39, 18 of 32, 12 of 26, bunch of interceptions. I've got a lot to say on this now that I think of it. Go ahead. One, I like that the Jets fans are now trying to well, they're now trying to talk themselves into not getting him back. No, kind of I wouldn't natural. go that far. <laughs> That's kind of the natural process. We're just That's starting now. We're just trying to like, you know, ease if that does happen, realize that Joe Montana is not walking out the building. Two, I think and no one, no one seems to really believe that. I think Geno Smith presence. Oh, God. Here we go. Oh my. No, no, no. Here we go again. It has nothing to do with, with what I think. But I've heard this now from multiple, multiple places. I think his presence there is absolutely having a big impact on their Ryan Fitzpatrick stamp. So whether you agree with me or not, I think Mike McCagnan and Todd Bowles agrees with me that he is a legitimate option and he's part of the reason they're holding the line. A guy that they had nothing to do with bringing in, that their only real experience they were gonna start him. was getting his jaw busted in a fight because he was being a jackal. But he was the starter at that point. Jackal. He was the starter at that point. They had spent the whole offseason. Very loosely. There was nothing in, but he set was, in stone. He was probably going to be. So you just probably this. this. Geno Smith. Multiple. Multiple. I think places. he represents an option. So it would be. A way I think the Jets would be more aggressive and I more willing. I think they kind of like him and probably think I don't know. it's not that different between those two guys. I don't guys, think so. I think so that makes them be able to be a little more I aggressive. I get your point, Greg. But I'm saying if it was just Bryce Petty in the building, I think they'd be different. At least they know, oh, we have a guy who was a two-year yeah. starter. But it's not because they like the guy. I think they just know it see him as a fallback option. It might be Greg's most peculiar stance in the history of this podcast. <laughs> going to the barricades for stance. Gina Smith. I'm going out with the Jets' stance. <laughs> You do, but at some point it's a little bit rooted in that you still believe that Gino's a decent quarterback. Well, yeah, I think they, they see that he has some potential. And you want them to see I, that as well. I think they do see that. I've heard it from – people are saying that the Jets believe it. Maybe the Jets are just putting that out there a little bit as, as leverage. Also, the the numbers on Fitzpatrick, what they're offering him, kind of went out there uh, from Bleacher Report. Yeah. Right now his offer was $7 million a year. He's looking for sixteen. so that, I mean, that is, that's wow. significant. That is pretty insulting in a league where RG3 and Chase Daniel are making $7 million a year. Is it insulting, or is that what he re- he's really worth? I Here's guess. the thing, and I think I said this on the Sheck Show. I don't think I said it on this one. But, you know, I would understand Fitzpatrick has stayed out of the fray, and you haven't heard from him at all. Which is cool. Which is good. 
Uh, but wouldn't you be annoyed, like really angry if you're Fitzpatrick? He saved that team last yes. year yeah. from total clown car, uh, same old Jets uh, disaster by not only taking over on short notice, but then thriving and setting the touchdown record for the team. And this is how you repay me? You offered And then you- throwing the season away in the season finale. I think I, yeah. mean, that's course, I mean, that's part of the story and probably part of the reason he's not signed yet. But what he was able to do, he saved them. They went 10 and 6 when I everyone agree. thought the wheels were going to come off. I, I think that, that but they know is- they know who he is. But that's a statement offer. That's like I think a, a relatively low, reasonable offer would be ten or eleven a year on like a two, one or two year deal, and that's even that's on the low end. That's like, hey, here's the lowest end of starting quarterback. To go seven is like, it's bro, such a slap you're in a the backup face. man. Let me ask you that's this. how we view you. How many other teams have chased him uh, that Been we sitting? know of? Nobody real. Nobody. Yeah, because they know what he is. But they also these other teams know that he's only looking for. 15 million plus, and there maybe if he brought his price tag down, I don't know. I, I still think he ends up a jet, but he's going to get an average roster to six and ten, and a pretty good roster to ten and six, and that's it. Maybe not a Super Bowl quarterback. I got you. Moving on, Trent Richardson. We talked about it a little bit, I think, last week with um, Sessler when he was on the phone, and and I was I was about to say get, get well soon, Mark, but I don't think he's listening. I think he's just no. recovering in recovery mode. I hope he doesn't have vertigo. That's a horrible. Uh, affliction. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I ruined Nick Asaski's career. Oh, poor Nick. <laughs> Promising young uh, lefty slugger for the Red Sox. Righty slugger. Righty. Came up with the Cincinnati I hope Reds. that doesn't happen to Mark. Yeah, we hope you're not the next. next uh, you're not, <laughs> not the Nick Asaski of the podcast world. Uh, get well soon, Mark. Anyway, Trent Richardson. Colleen says that with a big smile on her face, thinking like, <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be the worst. <laughs> no, pretty funny. no, don't put that out there. Oh, my would God. Would be an open chair. <laughs> not true. <laughs> Um, anyway, Mark and I have a sandwich wager on Trent Richardson ever playing a snap again in a, a regular season game, of course. And uh, now the Ravens have been tied to Richardson in a loose sense uh, for several weeks. And uh, AL.com, is that, what is AL, Alabama? Yes. Yes. Um, uh, reporter Matt Zenitz uh, had this uh, interesting little tidbit about Richardson's weigh-in with the Ravens. Um, he weighed in at 238 pounds after settling for, quote, fried chicken at Popeye's the <laughs> night before, then eating a heavy breakfast that consisted of pancakes, grits, and a breakfast wrap. Uh, his quote, I didn't think. <laughs> that sounds like a Saturday. That's I a didn't lot. think I was working out. <laughs> I didn't think I was working out, Richardson said, of why he had such a big meal. They were like, you ready to go work out? I'm like, work out? That was right before the workout, and I got weighed right before that. I was like, oh, my God. And I jumped on the scale, and I was like, oh, my God, I've been doing so good. According to Richardson, um, uh, he reportedly weighed 226 last week before the Is the that break. meal a 12-pound meal? <laughs> I don't know. It's, a little, it's all a little hazy. But the Ravens want him to get down to 225, so he's still significantly overweight in terms of what the Ravens want him to be. And, you know, that meal, a little bit of a La Ravio Magnifico. Whoa. If I've ever heard one, good luck to the guy, but, you know. Yeah, get yeah. yourself together. You can't be doing that, <laughs> especially if like you have any teams interested at all. You, have, you need to like be P90Xing it immediately. You're literally trying to save your career, and you're having like these massive back-to-back meals separated by a nap. Though it does sound delicious and yeah, wonderful, it sounded good. Sounded good. That's the meal you get Pop- after you sign, though, right? Popeyes might. Yeah. Be and then it's like, then we go back to work. Right. Not before. And Not then he finds out he has to work. He might be in out. the wrong line of work. I mean, it sounds like he could be a comedian instead of a football uh, player. 
The, you know what? The, the, it's pretty funny and entertaining. The sad part <laughs> of this is that line is in the middle of a long article mm-hmm. really explaining with good context Trent Richardson's road back. And so that's why it almost didn't fit. It was sort of in this idea of like Trent Richardson has turned his life around and he really has realized that this is his last chance and he's working hard again. And then that was just like thrown in the middle of it as if nothing happened. And it sort of it made you question the whole article before that. Now, some of it. I think uh, was, uh, what's the word, illuminating on some of the pressures and the mistakes that Richardson made as a pro. He was basically saying he couldn't deal without without the structure of college. Right. The NFL was too easy to get lazy. And it, it talked a lot about all the money the he money was spending on too. everyone. He said at one point he was spending like, he, he like paid for five, five funerals. funerals. And he had no and idea. And they were each like over twelve thousand dollars. Right. And he was saying he was buying cars. He was for saying people, he wasn't really that close trips. to people. Basically he's he's that guy who he That's spent like a lot of money on a lot of people taking advantage of him. Trent. Had come to on, cut buddy. them off. Come on, buddy, you can do this. Uh last line, by the way, from Kevin Patcher in the write up on Around the NFL. As we saw with Jamarcus Russell's epic failure at a comeback, oh, no. losing weight is only part <laughs> of the battle. Overcoming laziness is a lifestyle choice necessary to keep a job in the NFL. You can just as picture he, that. As he bench yeah, presses. Like, <laughs> weakness. This is weakness leaving the body. Pain is weakness leaving the body. I really wish we had a video on you guys I right know. now. Dan and Wes are doing synchronized bench, uh, press. bench presses. <laughs> you know what? Trent Richardson just needs a whiteboard. Oh, that's true. I think we all could use a whiteboard. He could listen we to this. We should send him one. He we could listen him a to this podcast and go around with the little jokes that we had. Put that put that up on the whiteboard. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, By the way, Popeyes, is that is that the number one fast food chain in America? I love it's my. It's got my vote. I love Popeyes. Really? It's a big comment. Well, Does steak a, and shit count as that, fast food? I'm that sounds like something guy. better suited for the fast food okay. podcast. Yeah, we'll save it. I just want to throw it out. <laughs> in and out Burger? You can think of it. In and out. In out oh, yeah, in and out. Chick-fil-A. That's too. not really Sorry. national. Chick-fil-A is pretty good. In and out is not yeah. national. I'm Awful still drives. mad at them for their Sunday stand still. What is the Sunday stand? <laughs> They're not open on Sunday because it's God's day. Oh, yeah. All right. God wants chicken. Taking a shot at God here, Wes, or? Save it for the theology podcast. I'll, yeah. save it so, for, I'll save it for that save one. Save it for the theology and fast food. <laughs> that crossover pod. <laughs> uh, right after the Hosted by pod. Kevin Harlan. With of Trent Richardson <laughs> sitting in. Uh, finally, Jay Gruden. Kevin Harlan. <laughs> is the coach of the Redskins. Um, yes, he is. <laughs> Alfred Morris is a former running back of the Redskins. They let him go. He was the... Uh, bell cow guy for three years there, four years there. So now there's Matt Jones in the backfield. And Wes, Wes gets very excited talking about Matt Jones, thinking about Matt that Jones. Right? That wow. Right? Believing in Matt Jones. <laughs> Do you know how we know that Jay Gruden is the coach of the Redskins? How? We saw him at the podium after he won the NFC East. All right, all right. I got you. Yeah. Roundabout way to get a point in there, Wes. But Thank here you. we go. Jay Gruden <laughs> believes that Matt Jones can be a workhorse type guy. Matt played well, and we're very excited about him. He told CSN Mid-Atlantic, we let a heck of a running back and a very productive running back go because we have Matt. That, of course, is referring to Alfred Morris. Do we believe Matt Jones? I mean, Matt Jones had a nice start to last year, and then he kind of faded and kind of disappeared a little bit. So now he's going to be the number one guy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we believe in Risky. Matt. I know last September, Greg and I were very high on him because you don't see six foot two, 235-pound backs moving like him. Mm-hmm. Well, and then he disappeared the rest of the year. Well, he had fumbling problems, too, an average of four yards per carry. Maybe I only remember what we got really wrong, but there was a an NFL Now hit somewhere in the hinterlands 
where we went around the room talking, can anyone beat Matt Jones out for Rookie of the Year? Or something to that effect. Who are the Rookie of the Year candidates? And Matt Jones got half half the answers. I I love Matt Jones. And that's why I thought this was interesting just because the comment that he's definitely our number one, we're taking a gamble. I think it really shows that they see that talent and they do see him as a starter and they're going to roll with it. Well, I thought by get him in your fantasy list. by September of last year it was obvious Alfred Morris was not going to be back with the Redskins. Right. I guess we could see if they draft anyone, but I like giving Matt Jones number one. Uh, that's what's happening in the news. Okay, so the the Greybeards. Uh, they're no they're a team that I own in theory. Uh, and by the way, I always thought it was the Graveyards, like graveyard. Oh. With an S. <laughs> totally it's misread grave, that. Wow. Grave, oh, grave graveyards. Like, <laughs> like they're What's dead <laughs> dead people? Like their <laughs> lives are over? Yeah, that's where I went immediately. No. So. The, the graybeards, because they're, they tend to be play- – all right, this is the conceit of the graybeards. Players that are free agents that have yet to be signed now that we're, what, four weeks out from the start of free agency? I think we are now. This will be four weeks on Wednesday. And You're right. Uh, so I put together – a roster, a full roster, offense and defense and special teams. Well, not complete special teams, but you know, kicker, punter. You don't have a, you don't have a gunner. I don't have a gunner, but I do have a long snapper. We'll get Ooh. to that. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. And I take all these guys that do not have jobs right now, but to me are useful, potentially still pro uh, productive players in 2016, and they are members of the Graybeards, a team that I believe could beat the Browns and other NFL teams. If and it came down to it in a big spot. And you can read uh, all of you can read the entire roster on NFL.com slash Dan Hansis. Is there a certain or player just that just you look for? A just certain Hansis. type, like a personality or anything? Is there anything that's really important to your organization in terms of like when you're looking for Well, players? there's no Greg Hardy on the team. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm just looking for guys that not only have had uh, production in their past, hopefully not too far in the rearview mirror, well, I got some characters, some locker room guys in there. You want to well, sell tickets, though. You know, yeah, I got LA a market that didn't too. have a team for a long time, so you always wanted some, some shiny names. Well, you, it's funny you should say that because I have a big announcement to make. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we were the Los Angeles Greybeards, but in come the Rams, which I thought nobody consulted the Greybeards management or ownership about this. I should have wow. at least been at the table, I think. Uh, so now I'm sharing a market. With potentially the Chargers coming up from the south, bogus, bunch of BS. I'm not going to be in a three-team market. I don't care how big a market L.A. is. So guess what? Let me hear it one more time. The Graybeards are moving to St. Louis. Wow. wow. I thought you were going to declare vengeance. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, I'm past that. Okay. <laughs> right. Not really. That's big. The St. Louis Graybeards. Hmm. Because the All people right. of St. Louis <laughs> need to get used to that. I you think. know, they deserve better. So we're, you know, we I like it. It's like a shot at St. Louis. What Why? do you mean? We took your team and now we're going to send you the <laughs> people who were jettisoned by everyone else. Look, we're they, oh, I'm proud know. of this team. We're going to send you the castoffs and rejects. Will they play in the dome? Look, let's be honest. This, yes, team, this team may be better than cover the, the cement, though. I can yeah. guarantee you they've got a better quarterback. All right. Let's go through the roster now. And by the way, I, I don't think it's a shot at St. Louis. It's giving them some joy and giving them some fun. I did run by a, a draft, the first draft of this roster with the team, uh, but some so there was some disagreement, maybe some changes I've made. And of course, I lose people on a regular daily basis. For instance, Nick Fairley walked out of a handshake agreement with the Greybeards uh-huh. to go and and sign. Where did he go again? 
New Orleans. New Orleans. Like we had a deal. Nick goes out the door. We just talked about it on the podcast 20 minutes ago. Yeah, thank you. We also <laughs> lost uh, Brandon Boykin, who I thought Yikes. would have been a nice guy with some upside. Uh, secondary Eli. guy, yeah. Cook, too, I think. a lot. Of, it's almost like they were reading your team yes. uh, and signing p- players the last That's why days. I like to keep things under a wrap until the, until the big reveal. Because you know they're just going to use you to drive up the price. Exactly. And speaking of driving up the price, my starting quarterback is uh, deep side Ryan Fitzpatrick. 33 years old, unemployed. Uh, we had no problem giving him $16 million <laughs> per year. Uh, he doesn't know yet that it's not real money. Uh, that will, So it could get a little messy a little later in the game. Ryan Fitzpatrick's our star. Is a Comes back. full circle. Back to St. Louis. People forget. All the way around. Get his rookie year under Mike Martz. And then, of course, um, uh, the backup. You want to have a good a veteran, Wes. You want somebody in the clubhouse. Um that will get along with people. You want somebody to play a little acoustic guitar. Oh, great ponytail. Clipboard Jesus is in the building. How about it? Nashville's sexiest. Jesus has risen. Uh, Charlie Whitehurst is our backup quarterback. Um, so those are the quarterbacks. Not bad, right? For That's solid. March 28th. That is better than the Rams quarterback room. Uh, no doubt. Next up, here's my running backs. And I love this. A little uh, thunder and lightning or per- Perhaps Thunder and Thunder. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. Uh, Arian Foster still unattached, so he is a member of the St. Louis Greybeards. Thirty years old, coming off an ACL injury. Excuse me, Achilles, Achilles. injury. Legarrette Blunt, <laughs> bang, put him in at the goal line. Take a little heat off. Uh, Arian Where's Foster. the lightning? <laughs> Ronnie Hillman. <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, I, I had some talks with Ronnie, but okay. uh, right at this point, he was not on the like team. Garrett's good for like the team parties. Oh yeah, um, just driving around in the cars before games. He's great. Legarrette Le- 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 Blunt, twenty-nine years old. You'll see a theme here every year with the Greybeards. Thirty is your life is over at thirty years old if you're not a star player. It's tough. It's tough business. Or just a regular person too. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Drop off. Yeah, true. Fullback, and we are thrilled to make this announcement because he's the uh, only fullback that like 90% of football fans know. John Kuhn. Kuhn! In the building, 34 years young. Probably will end up being poached by the Packers at some point. But right now, he's got a home with the great. 34? Yeah. Well, all these ages are as of week one, so he might be 33 now. But 34-year-old fullback. He's That's got a lot tickets. working against him. Yeah, well... Wait till we get to our wide receivers. Not a lot of burners. We won't be taking the top off any off uh, defenses this year. Anquan Bolden, <laughs> 35 speed years seems old. Seems to be an issue in general. <laughs> yeah, speed is. <laughs> I'll we'll see that come up over and over again. <laughs> Anquan Bolden, uh, one receiver, Percy Harvin. Percy, we're we're going to have through all speed. of September. That's the speed. There's your lightning. For, for a month, and then we're going to put him on IR. He'll yeah. get IR even <laughs> on a fake team. Uh, James Jones. Uh, wow. Uh, Might be slower than Bolden. Put him in the slot. Have some fun with him over there. And uh, and then Andre Johnson, because we got got to put somebody on the media guide. <laughs> Somebody's got to be on the front that's, of the media guide. That's a good point. Andre yeah. Johnson, thirty-five okay. years old. So Bolden and Johnson are my outside receivers, both thirty-five. <laughs> it's a problem. Speed's th- a problem. I think yeah. Agey though. I think you could put Harvin on the outside just in this. Situation. I'm trying to figure out a way for him to knock it to get hurt. I almost want to put him on a spot of the field where there'll be less injuries. I haven't figured that out yet. Is there any teams that th- these this receiver group would be better than? No. No? Too slow. It's it's a pretty brutal. Cleveland? Receiving. I, pr- I match it up against Cleveland. Bolden and Harvin, you know, you could get away. All right, that. yeah. But if Josh Gordon's back. Well, if Gordon's yeah. back, that's different. All right. Uh, tight end. And, oh, we lost we lost um, uh, Jared, Jared Cook. Cook. That hurt. 
because I thought Jared had a real uh, chance to be somebody that could revitalize his career with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's not going to happen. But I have Vernon Davis. Would have angered the St. Louis fans, though. I think they're That's happy true. that Jared Cook's gone. Vernon Davis, 32 years old by week one. Still, still he can move. move. Yeah. Uh, hasn't done a damn thing in four years. No. But maybe last. this is basically your last chance because if you fail with the gray beards, you're out. He's ready. I think he's ready for it. And then I have, as his backup, Owen Daniels. So I basically brought back Denver's tight end group from last year. It's good. There's some chemistry. Well, some osmosis there. Uh, and he did some things. Daniels did some things with uh, Peyton Manning's corpse last year. So yeah. 33 years yeah, old. He scored two. Sounds awful. He scored two touchdowns, or was it just two big catches in I the it was AFC two touchdowns. championship? If he doesn't beat Jamie Collins one-on-one a couple times, Patriots might have won the Super Bowl. It's highly illegal. So this doesn't sound um, – all that sounds pretty decent so far, right? Not Not great. A little slow, but some some nice name brands. Serviceable players. This is where the yeah. Greybeards get into some trouble because the offensive line is going to get beat like a drum. Oh, no. <laughs> it's hard to put together an entire line basically on I, April 1st. All right. It's going to uh, be like the Mike Smith Falcons. I disagree, but go ahead. Uh, again, average age, about 30 years old here. Uh, uh, Luis Vasquez. That's at, a good guard right, right there. Tackle. We're, we're going to play him at right tackle. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, ben Grubbs at right no guard. tackles out there. Mm. That's fine. Stefan Wisniewski. That's fine. At center, Jari Evans, 33 years young, at left guard. And, uh, you know, this one's a little controversial. I'm going to kick the tires on an old all-pro. Uh, he's been out of the league mostly for almost two years. <laughs> Jake Long, new blocker. He's this? blindside blocker. He's back on wow. the gray player. Five years ago, this line would be phenomenal. Yeah. That Jari Evans-Ben Grubbs were making Pro Bowls <laughs> together in New Orleans. I think this line is fine, four-fifths of it. You continuing to go back to the Jake Longwell for the Greybeards is curious. Listen, I think he he was a – we looked this up today. He only played 11 snaps last yes. year. He was on that the Falcons, fresh. but just sat he's on the fresh. bench. He's, he's rested. He, his body is – moves like Frankenstein. You could have found someone. Will Beatty's out By the there. way, how old do you think Jake Long is? 64. Well, I know the answer 34? because we talked about He's only 31 years old. Wow. Really? Sneaky young. Wow. Sneaky young. Oh, he's a great Sneaky guy. Young. He has, he's had surgeries. He's had a lot right. of surgeries. That's all right. They're not really going to be moving a He's lot. basically going out there with Brian Baldinger's body right now. Now now let's move to the defense. John so that's Daniel. the offense. The defense, um, I really like my interior uh, line uh, before Fairley walked out of the handshake agreement. He said his word was as strong as Oak. Apparently not, Nick. Uh, so what we're left with is Jason Hatcher, uh, Pot Roast Knighton, Mike DeVito, an old Jet. You like, I like to get some old Jets on the team, uh, a real workhorse. And Henry Melton. Um, you might lose Pot Roast. Henry Melton. Not bad. Pot Roast might Jason uh, Hatcher can still go play. back to D.C. If I had Fairley, I would have That's not too up. bad. I think I told you to get Melton off there. I don't remember mm-hmm. who I – Really? I, I just feel like at this point Melton's uh, – He's got a lot of chance. He's going to be 29. I, I factor in he the is young. age with some of these guys. Uh, edge rushers, Alden Smith. I'm going to take a chance on Alden. Pot Roast also gives you some commercials. He does. How you people yeah. know him. Alden Smith, I'm going to take a shot on him. The youngest guy in the roster, 26 years old. Um, Dwight Freeney, 36, coming off a decent season in Arizona. Veteran. And uh, Croy Bierman, former Falcons pass rusher. Wow. Mostly put him on there because he's on one of the terrible fan, uh, reality shows my wife watches. I just uh, found out about this show. Uh, what's it called? Real Real Don't be tardy. Atlanta. Real Wives of Atlanta. Don't be tardy. With Kim Zoliak. I think she, it's a spinoff program. They have spinoffs a, for that stuff. Yeah, it's a little tip of the cap to my lovely wife 
And he's had some moments in his career. He's 30 years old. I think he's done. Also had an Achilles injury, I believe, in his past. True. Inside linebacker. Carla- Are you concerned about Alden Smith's multiple suspensions? Absolutely. But he's out for basically, did, did, you I talk, wa- did you talk to him about We it? had a nice conversation. Uh, Greg Hardy was also on the board, but I said, no, 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 no. Won't do it. Can't do it. Won't bring him to St. Louis. I like it. And uh, But Alden Smith, I said, I'm going to give him a shot. So we'll see what happens. I, Inside really, I line- believe in the gray beards. Thank you. I'm starting to buy in. <laughs> I like this. Inside <laughs> linebacker, uh, Carlos Dansby, D'Amico Ryans, and Donald Butler. D'Amico, great guy. Love this. Yep. Uh, former ask- rookie of the year. It was 10 years ago, uh-huh. but, you know, he was. Dansby was second-team All-Pro one year. That looks like an NFL. Don't ask Kevin A.C. about Donald Butler. Yeah, oh, that's a, a headline from Kevin A.C.'s a column. Donald Butler defrauded Chargers. <laughs> Got my Ooh. eyes out on him. We're going we're gonna to work with him to make sure he stays He's on motivated. The radar. That was a good article. It's basically – Donald Butler got paid and then completely Quit. stopped trying. <laughs> uh, he, you know what? Now he's humbled and he's younger. He's 27 years old. Uh, Zach Brown and Justin Durant on the outside linebacker. Like Zach Brown. I'm surprised he's still a free agent. Well, don't tell anybody. Cornerback. Never made the leap. All right. Now I got, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my secondary, and I'm, I'm nervous because no one is under the age of 30. So speed, once again, oh, wow. is going to come back to haunt us. Uh, Cromartie, Antonio Cromartie. And I'm, uh, this is all on – the law of crow, which is have kids every year, but also your good one year, crappy one year. Uh-huh. So this would be technically potentially his good year. Good year, yeah. That has to end eventually, but yeah. We're going to put Leon Hall in the slot, 31 years old. And then uh, this is asking a lot of a guy that's 35 and coming off a torn ACL. We're going to put Charles <laughs> Tillman on the outside against <laughs> some fast physical receivers and see how it works out. It's an interesting Can't strategy. judge a man's heart. Well, what you've done, and I think it's – savvy is you've surrounded some of the players like Nick Fairley and Alden Smith with some Walter Payton man of the year candidates, Anquan Bolden, Charles Ooh. Tillman, I believe was a That's winner. True. These are men of the highest character. I'll make note of that for uh, my write up man <laughs> of the year uh, and the safeties. This is, this is a dream come true for the entire organization. Roman Harper, who always felt like he should be on the gray beards because he's been yes. gray for five years. Yeah. He is going to be one of our safeties, 33 years young. Deshaun Goldson, get a little name brand in there, 31 years old. And Reggie Nelson, 32 years old. Those are my What safeties. about the coaching staff? Have the you thought about bringing okay. anybody in? My head coach. Mm-hmm. Well, let me get to the kicker. Oh, get okay. You get a healthy Alden Smith in there, there are worse defenses maybe in the NFL than that defense. I don't know. What do you think, Wes? I think they're incredibly slow. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a problem. A little slow. <laughs> A lot of heart, though. Uh, kicker, Greg the Leg Zerline. Now, uh, anybody named Best Greg the Best athlete on your team right now, Greg Zerline. The big, bigger, biggest problem is not his nickname, which is great, but he was 10 of 20 last year, field goal attempts. That is uh, 66.6%. That is not good. But 20 of 30, right, yeah. Greg, oh, uh, yeah. Greg the Leg is a great nickname. Math. Greg Math. the Leg. Math is hard. So come join us, Greg. <laughs> Greg the Leg. Who's your coach? I know Wes wanted Greg the Leg on – the top 99 until I pointed out those stats. Yeah. Like, oh. Punter Brian Anger. Just like his name. He's a free agent. He's Great stopped. jersey He name. signed with someone. Did he? I think the Bucks. He's forever known as the guy drafted ahead of four spots ahead of Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. <laughs> the Jaguars fans are like, what? We took a punter in the third round? Oh, my God. Thank you, Gene Smith. And finally, my long snapper. Uh, and Patcher was pumped about pumped up about this. He was not happy. Don Mulbach. Oh yeah, Muley. Mule- Fourteen years has been a steady special teams ace for the Lions. Jump sides now. He comes to St. Louis. He's going to be our long snapper. Thirty-five years young. He's in that John Feinstein book I was reading from 2004 Ravens as like a guy they cut in training camp. 
I'm not up to speed on all my um, long snappers. He found his niche, folks. Um, and now he's a gray beard. And finally, uh, maybe you guys could take a guess who the head coach is. I just made the hire. Um, mm. It's very good because we get to take him out of a kind of a toxic situation oh, um, um, where it was kind of like a little yeah. uncomfortable, the situation he was in. Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin. We're going to ah, get him out of the facility. Stop going to Giants to get on the elliptical machine. Get out of their building. Come coach for us. And, uh, I feel like he's just watching Ben McAdoo and like off- making like the weird Robert De Niro gesture with his hands I, to his eyes. And the- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got to get that situation. So basically it's two birds with one stone. Uh, let Ben McAdoo coach in peace. And then we welcome a two-time Super Bowl champion, mm. borderline Hall of Fame coach, hyper-motivated at age 70 or whatever it is. Play caller Mike Shanahan. We get Mike in the building. Come on in, Mike. We need a defensive boss. That's the team. That's the uh, St. Louis Graybeards. I'm excited With, about it. If I gave them a full training camp and nobody, you know, half the team would probably get hurt, but <laughs> do you think I could beat any NFL team? I, <laughs> I played 16 I want to see edge rushers. Going around Jake Long all day long. It's a little, yeah, a little slow. <laughs> Turnstile. I don't think the tackle. defense is that bad. What 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 would our record be, honestly? It'd either be zero and sixteen or one and fifteen. You think so? I agree. I think <laughs> team speed is a serious. You'd have like I a jazzy out on the unit. field. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. It depends. Coughlin is a good asset. I think. You I would think your need... ownership would be great. So that would be. Like if Percy Harvin stayed healthy for sixteen games, I think you would have to feature him as your offensive focal point. Yeah. He's well, not yeah. going to. I'm already assuming he's going on IR. That's the only way you can win because no one else has speed on your team. Yeah, that's true. Five and eleven, maybe. A couple things go the right way. Seven and nine. Uh oh, what's seven and nine? Nine and seven. Playoffs. Miracle. Playoffs. Tom how Coughlin. Just, how did seven and nine just miraculously become nine and seven? Because you know it's just a bounce of the ball. Is it you because you're territory. in uh, St. Louis? You immediately went to seven and nine. <laughs> That's true. Touche. All right, let's get him on the phone now. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about with uh, our New Jersey correspondent. He's based. He he works out of a haunted house uh, that he owns. He pays a mortgage on. But here's the big news: Connor Orr on the line, getting married on Saturday. Hubba hubba! Are you ready, Connor, to become a different type of human? <laughs> I am. I am so ready for the for the next phase of life going to be an amazing experience um you sound somber though (laughs) that's just because i got into like a fight with the limo company like six minutes before you called me so i'm just cooling off a little bit but everything's fine i would not want to be on the other side of connor in uh full wedding beast mode oh yeah (laughs) because i i this limo driver is getting an earful well i've heard stories without naming names some wars that connor got in on the new york sports beat with other beat writers. He's not somebody that's going to back down from a challenge or what he sees as a slight. Interesting. So when the limo's coming out, you're trying to bang you, you're banging back, right? I mean, I, I feel like multiple pickups shouldn't be a problem since there's a, a groom and a bride, but things amaze me every day, you know? So it's, uh, <laughs> Isn't that what a limo really is, is for? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's an pull, amazing world, though. Pulling back the, uh, the curtain a little bit, earlier today – on our um, instant messenger client that we use, which I will not reference by name. <laughs> it's, a, it's a decent product. It's not great. I've dealt with better. I've dealt with worse. I put it right at about a 5 out of 10. Um, anyway, uh, Connor and I were talking about it, and we were you know, we were talking about what's going on. Like, oh, Connor, we haven't had you on in a while. Is there anything new? How about your Madden team? And, and Connor dropped like three gems out of nowhere, and I said, well, stop, ta- stop talking. Stop IMing. 
and let's talk about it on the pod. So let's talk about your Madden franchise. And for those that maybe haven't heard Connor talk about his Madden team, um, he he plays in the franchise mode. I believe that's what it's called, Connor, right? The franchise mode, yeah. And it allows you to not only you know play full seasons and all that, you actually get to control every aspect of the organization from personnel right down to how much french fries cost and where the team plays. So the last time we caught up with you, you had moved the New England Patriots to Portland and renamed them the River Hogs. <laughs> and the team's um, star player was who? Uh, at the time, it was Niall Davis. Niall Davis, the running back. And you had another historic season. The only thing, the one constant is historic record-breaking seasons, just both from uh, individual statistics and also team success, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've won the Super Bowl every year since 2013. Uh, we're now uh, we're now coasting uh, into week two of the 2018 season. So uh, I feel pretty good about our chances to take it home again. Have you, ever, have you ever thought of stepping up the competition a level? You know, that it's almost going to expert level. Oh. What Greg's hinting at here. I, I mean, you know, has Bill Belichick thought about getting a harder NFL? I mean, there are some <laughs> things that I just can't do. Uh, and I'm so <laughs> good that, I mean, maybe if EA wants to come in and sort of create an executive that could potentially be smarter than me. I, I don't know if that's possible, though. So. All right. And EA, EA, take that as a challenge. Um, all right. So here's the thing, though. Since despite being so dominant, you have, again, made some major changes to your organization. Uh, do you want to just take us through that um, briefly? Well, our big push this year is going to be to acquire at least 20 of the 32 first-round draft picks. <laughs> And You're so stupid. Um, we have eleven at the moment, and uh, you know, in in you have in eleven Madden, first round picks. I have eleven first round draft picks, and can I just say, in Madden, they have like a faux Twitter where like Adam Schefter and like uh, Ross Tucker and like there's a lot of pundits that comment on the moves, and uh, Schefter said something we gotta to the get on that. like ho hum, like uh, you know, River Hogs trade. Um, I think it was like Michael Robinson or uh, nope. Kyle Juszczyk, a fullback. And, and, but what he failed to mention was that I got a first-round pick out of it. I, I don't think that's ho-hum. I think that's a fantastic maneuver on my part. Wait, that's like in that awful movie Draft Day when the Jaguars are getting pilfered by Costner. How are they accepting these deals? So what I keep doing is, like, uh, if a team needs a fullback, I'll offer them, like, a fullback and a third-round pick for a first-round pick, and then – just keep doing that over and over again. So, like, I have 11 first-round picks, but then no picks for the next This is an amazing strategy, that. Connor. This is why, by yeah. the way, conspiracy theorists should – everybody relax about, you know, robots and AI and the idea of machines <laughs> taking over. Look at the horrible moves the GMs are they making. They love fullbacks. Exactly. I, I like that Connor yeah. is really now trying to win just despite Adam Schefter. You know that's up there in his house. <laughs> oh, Schefter is you know, doubting us. That's got to be in the River Hogs. That's yeah. on his Who's the coach board. of the River Hogs right now? He can he can bring that up before a big game. Mike Ditka. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on with the River Hogs? Wait, Any other? I have a question. Oh, go ahead, Wes. You hinted that Niall Davis is no longer your uh, offensive focal point. Who's the star of the show these days? Well, I was talking to uh, Chip, and, uh, you know, we were kind of comparing strategies. And, uh, you know, we had talked about sort Chip of Kelly? the utilization of – Yeah, yeah, sorry, okay. I just call him Chip. Okay. And, uh, 
But, you know, just the utilization of the power spread, which is an offense we both run uh, really effectively. And we're kind of moving away and making it more of a quarterback-based offense, which is why I took some big steps to acquire both McCown brothers because I think that uh, I call it um, deception perception, and it's really hard to tell which one is on the field. Uh, It adds a whole new element to our offense. Wait, so – Teams are getting thrown off by Luke versus Josh at any given moment. It's affecting how they scheme and strategize. And wow, totally. Yeah, I mean, how like are Rex they Ryan that said, <laughs> Like Rex Ryan said when he got Tebow, if you're forcing another opponent to even spend ten minutes preparing for the other McCown, you're winning the battle. And so that's what I'm. Whatever, right whatever you can follow the coaching moves of the 2012 New York Jets, you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, do you have any like promotional events planned for the River Hogs this year? I know that was sort of like an initiative that you had talked about the last time uh, we talked to you. Yeah, it was sort of a strategic misstep when you're putting a billion-dollar stadium in downtown Portland uh, with a team built around Nile Davis and the Nile Mile Shopping Center. Uh, <laughs> after trading him, the kind of some of the promotional aspects of that got thrown out of whack a little bit so in the meantime we've kind of just been raising popcorn prices wing prices just to sort of make up the nut on that so you know it's tough hey, but it's, it's my job hey connor how about the criticism that's out there that you lack loyalty as an owner wow um well i mean i would ask um you know some of our more tenured uh players um you know i i think that coach dicka is thrilled with the direction that the franchise is going in. We offered Coach Marone a chance to stay on as an executive assistant, and he declined. A secretary? There's a lot of stuff that I can't handle, uh, you know, but I can't handle losing the most. There you go. That's a great. That was a great Madden update there, and we'll continue to check in with that team because you never know what's going to happen next. That was a great owner spin non-answer right there. Yeah. (laughs) You really mastered it. All right, finally, before we let you go, Connor, and thank you so much for giving us this time, as always, especially during, you know, one of the more hectic weeks in a young man's life, as I can attest to. Um, Horrible Movies, which is a series that uh, launched, um, ostensibly launched a couple of months back, where you were going to review um, all of the top 100 movies on some websites, AFI? AFI's AFI. top 100 movies of all time. You're going to go through them because you felt you were lacking some culture in the terms in terms of, you know, the cinematic world. Um, where are we with that? Have you been able to plow through any films, or, or do you have you written anything up? Are you ready to talk about this? Where are we at? Um, I think we're ready for kind of an earnest launch, uh, probably in a few weeks. But I will tell you guys that I am halfway through Citizen Kane, and and let me just say it is. So stupid. So um, just looking forward to talking with you guys about that. Uh, I have no idea who made that list, but so far, everyone talks really loud. Uh, the movie uh, lacks any sort of special effects, and it's hella dumb. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Is that the only wow. movie you've seen on the list Yeah, it so feels far? like you would need to get through the whole thing before making a final Listen, decision. he has a process. Okay. We don't want to judge I don't think until. anybody's watching... 1940s movies for the special effects. Well, maybe maybe that's part of the problem. Connor is a millennial. All right, so we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait on that. We're gonna stick a pin in horrible movies uh, for now. We'll get back to you on that. Uh, Madden team update. A lot a lot to digest there. We'll have to listen to that again. I have to take notes on this at this point to keep up with everything that's going on with the River Hogs. And uh, 
Good luck, buddy, with the with the old nuptials. It's all about to change. Have fun, Connor. Thank you very much, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I will uh, I will think of you all when I'm miles away on my honeymoon. Very nice. And it is the final step, really, in the holy trinity of adulthood for Connor now because he had the live-in fiancé, he had the house, and now he's going to have the wife. It's going to become a marriage situation. Next thing you know, kids. Yeah. And then, then out goes the PS3 game system. Say goodbye uh, to the wow. Rainbow Just get ready, buddy. It's all about to go real fast. But marriage is, is wonderful. Never going anywhere. <laughs> marriage is great. <laughs> yeah. All right, Connor. See you Good later, luck, buddy. Connor. Thank you, guys. Bye bye. All right, that's it. One last thing, uh, our listeners are so great, and we have such a great community, as we know. Uh, on subreddit, on Reddit.com, there's a subreddit uh, on around the NFL, the podcast that everybody should get on. Because and I'm looking at you as well, Colleen. I know I'm nervous about this. Because we should all be on it, even if you go under under a, a fake name. No, it will be Connie Fox. Okay, good. Uh, because um, the the group it's building, it's getting now bigger. Someone is gonna sign up and pretend to be Connie. Oh no! Oh no! Well, now you gotta get up quick before this like podcast now. goes. Oh, but um, anyway, so everybody, get on at Reddit.com/r/slash/AroundTheNFL, the only uh, endorsed subreddit of the Around the NFL podcast. Chris Wesley. I have no idea how subreddit works. All right. We're going to take you through it one step at a time. Uh, so make sure you check it out. Reddit.com slash r slash around the NFL. That's it. For another edition of the Around the NFL podcast, we'll be back on Wednesday with another show. Colleen, you've done it again. Yeah, I'm signing up right now. All right, good. Very smart. <laughs> Great. Only w- Nobody else signed up as Connie Fox. That is Colleen's bag, all right? Um, so hopefully we'll have Mark back and we can talk about his uh, health terrors. And if, you know, meat perhaps is the solution to uh, getting all this stuff out the window. What or do you think, food right? in general. Maybe. I don't think he'll look <laughs> upon that theory too kindly. Okay. Well, then I'm going to back off a little bit. It could be anything. Get well soon, Mark. Uh, until Wednesday, this is Dan Hansis signing off for Connie Fox, the mailman, the boss, and the Irishman behind the glass. Until Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 